Hello and welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. All right, <clears throat> we have one game left. That's uh, Clemson against Duke tonight. But let's talk about the LSU Florida State game last night. Man, uh, it was a good game in the first half, but the LSU defense and offense, the LSU fell apart in the second half. It looked like they made no second half adjustments, and Florida State did. And they ran away with that game with their second half adjustments. Um, I was surprised, very, very surprised at, at the outcome of that game, especially the way it started. You know, they went in the half. Tied, or not tied, but LSU was up 17-14. And uh, each team had done pretty good defensively uh, and offensively. And then all of a sudden, Florida State's second half adjustments, man, they just, they went off on LSU. Um, I was a little bit surprised about the LSU defense getting burned like that in the second half. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, the, the Florida State, Florida State impressed me. Uh, with the second-half adjustments they made against LSU and the way they broke that game open and the way their second-half adjustments worked. So um, I was definitely thoroughly impressed. Uh, what did you think? Um, what I thought of the game was that it also surprised me. Um, you know, I thought LSU was going to actually win that game by slight, slightly win the game, but in the second half, um, it when Florida State made those adjustment, it adjustments, it changed everything. It changed the whole vibe of the game. Yeah, they, they uh, man, they kind of ran away with it in the second half, didn't they? Yeah. Um, that LSU defense just fought, fell apart. It was not only the defense, but the offense also fell apart. Yeah, they couldn't get anything going there in the third quarter or – they finally got it going like midway through the fourth, but man, it was too little, too late. Yeah. Uh, Florida State just at one point seemed unstoppable. Yep, one point in game, they just seemed unstoppable right now. Um. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk about the Colorado TCU game. We we talked about it a little bit. Um, in the last podcast, however, I've seen a lot of stories here the last uh, day, you know, yesterday evening and today all day, and I'm just, <laughs> everybody's talking about that Travis Hunter kid, uh, comparing him to Charles Woodson. Man, I'm sorry, but uh, he's not as good as Charles Woodson was right now, as far as I can tell. Uh, they, they need to slow down on that comparison. Uh, he, uh, no way. I mean, I mean, it's only week one. It's only week one. It's just the start. I, I, I know, but my thing is, you know, Charles Woodson was a shutdown corner in college. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, he did not allow an opposing team to get 500 yards of offense. So, uh, Travis Hunter did look good. Playing on offense, he had, uh, I think, 111 yards receiving and 11 catches. That's that's good. Maybe they need to take him off the defense and let him play wide receiver. But as far as defensively, I know he had one pick in the second half, but it wasn't game-changing. Uh, not not like Woodson used to do. Woodson used to have a game-changing turnover uh, when he played. You know, if you go back and look, uh, the one against Michigan State when he went up, one-handed, pulled it down, 
Uh, Ohio State, he had the interception at the end of the game that sealed the win. Against Washington State in the, their bowl game, he had an interception at the end of the game that sealed the win. Like, it's, it's there was uh, – Charles Woodson was, was a monster on both sides of the ball, not just one. And I got to see more Travis Hunter before I start saying the next Charles Woodson. You got to be kidding me. Dion, I know you like to, to get that attention, but, man, you better slow down on that because, to be honest with you, my personal opinion – Everybody says Dion was the best cornerback uh, ever. Nah. Rod Woodson and Charles Woodson, man. Both those guys had better careers than Dion uh, as far as, you know, interceptions and uh, tackles and just across the board. I'm sorry Dion was good. He could shut down, you know, some of the best, but. Man, if you start digging into some of that stuff, uh, you'd be pleasantly surprised at uh, Rod Woodson and Charles Woodson's stats and just their abilities across the board. Uh, but anyway, that's that's another another story for another day. Uh, back to the topic at hand. I just don't think that we should be sitting there saying uh, Travis Hunter is, is the next coming of Charles Woodson just yet. Let's 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 hang on. You know. Take a step back. Take a breath now, Dion. Take a breath, man. Take a breath. Take a breath, Prime. It ain't there yet. Uh, anyway, um, Duke and Clemson tonight. Uh, I, I got Clemson. I predicted a, a few episodes ago that uh, I think the um, Clemson's going to win the ACC again. However, I digress a little because although it was only game one, Florida State played a quality opponent in LSU, and they looked good. So I, I think that uh, I think Florida State will give Clemson some trouble this year. I, I, I think it's going to be uh, a tough, uh, tough game there between Clemson and Florida State. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. You know, what, I have to look at their schedule. Let's see, does Clemson play Florida State this year? Yeah, I think they do. Let's find out. Uh, but yeah, if they do, I am definitely excited to see that game. That is going to be one good game. For sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Week four, baby. Ho, ho. I'll be watching that one. Week four, Florida State and Clemson. Absolutely. Yep. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a real good one right there. Uh, moving on, week two is going to be Alabama and Texas, and I'm excited to see that one. Um, I'm ready to see Alabama and Texas face each other. Last year, it turned out to be a pretty good game for the most part. I'm ready to watch it again next or yeah next Saturday. Uh, I'm ready to see those two duke it out. I, I think that's going to be another good game, another good one to watch. Yeah, I also think it's going to be. Another good game. Uh, last year came down to a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come down to a last-second field goal um, this year as well. Now I'm very excited to see that game and see what's going to happen with Alabama's uh, new QB, Jalen Milrow. Yep, he actually had a good game uh, in their game. He, uh, he had three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, and so... 
What's interesting about that is that's the first time in Alabama history a quarterback's done that. And you, when you think about Jalen Hurts and uh, Tua Tagovailoa, you know you're like, how did they not do that? But they didn't, you know. So uh, that's pretty impressive. I think uh, Melrose looked pretty good for his first game out against Middle Tennessee. We'll see how good he looks against Texas next week. Uh, that might be his coming out game. Show what he can really do. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. he had a pretty pretty impressive showing there against Middle Tennessee. So I agree. I'm, I'm excited to see that game and see what he can do. I'm, I'm excited to see it. So Quinn Ewers got hurt in that game last year. So I'm excited to see him finish the game and see what happens if he finishes the game. Uh, you know, it could be a different result with if Quinn Ewers can stay healthy in that game. Uh, what do you think? Um, well, I think I, I'm excited to see this game. I'm going to see what Jalen Milrow can actually do against um, a Texas against a Texas team. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do um, against a uh, future conference opponent. Uh let let's see what Quinn Ewers can do. Um, if if he doesn't get hurt, we'll see what he can do. Uh, I think this game is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Okay. I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Uh. Like it did last year, but we'll we'll see. I mean, this is probably going to be probably a most exciting game in week two. Uh, with with that showdown, I think it's a top twenty, top fifteen showdown. Uh, we'll see. You know, like I said. We'll see what Alabama's new QB can do in that game against Quinn Ewers. And I'm really, really excited about that game. I want to circle back here to uh, Colorado real quick, too. So, um, talking about their inefficient defense, that brings up another... uh, Thing uh, I want, I'm so after Colorado showing against TCU, uh, and the the way that offense looked, obviously the offense looked really good. <laughs> I'm excited to see that USC Colorado game in Week Five, September oh, yeah. the 20th. Yeah, I'm very or September excited. 30th. Excuse me, uh, man, that might be a game and no defense and all offense. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, two high flying offenses, boy. That, that might be pretty good. I, I'm ready to see that one too. Uh, I'm yeah. excited to see USC Colorado. Yeah, that's gonna be that. That's gonna be a very very good game. That I'm very excited. We'll see what Caleb Williams can do against Shadu Shadu Sanders. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, what the USC defense is made of in that game, for sure. Yep. Um, 
offense against offense. Uh. Yep. We'll see which one of them can uh, play a better defense. We'll see. So let's take a minute to check back in on our uh, MLB standings here and see how close we are with our predictions. Uh, so Baltimore, Seattle, and Minnesota are still in the driver's seat for division lead. You still got Tampa Bay, Houston Astros, and Texas Rangers. But Toronto making up ground, 72, 76 and 62, and Texas is 76 and 61. So and only half game back. Yeah, Toronto's right in there. So uh, again, that's that's a a uh, big. Uh, I see Houston's kind of separated themselves from Texas too at 78 and 61. Yeah. But that's definitely a, a hotly contested last wild card spot there between Toronto and Texas. Toronto might sneak in there. Yeah, Toronto might. I might see in there right there. Um, that's gonna be a tough, tough race um, in the AL wild card. Tough race. And then when you look at the National League, you got uh, Atlanta, the LA Dodgers, and the Milwaukee uh, Brewers all still leading their divisions. And then you have Philadelphia, uh, the Cubs, and the Diamondbacks. And so the Reds and Cubs split their series over the weekend, two and two. So now the Cincinnati is still hanging on right behind the Cubs, two games out uh, at 72 and 68, and the Cubs are 74 and 64. So, man, they're keeping it close. And then Miami, 70 and 67, is right in there too. Yep. But I just do want to mention that the Giants, who were in the wild card, fell out below the Reds and the Marlins. I'm telling you, baseball is crazy. It, it's anything can happen if your bats get cold or hot. Um, it definitely makes a difference. Uh, pitching makes a difference. It, sometimes pitchers get, you know, they're really good, and then they have that game where they just get lit up. Uh, and you know, when your team loses, it's tough, man. Baseball, there's so many games, and they sometimes they go on a dry spell where they lose two, three games in a row. So, yeah. It's tough. It's really tough. Uh, but, yeah, the Reds are still in there. Yep, tough sledding for the NL wild card as well. That's that's still a four-game uh, four race right there between the Diamondbacks, the Reds, the Marlins, and the Giants. And the Cubs, really, um, because, man, any of those uh, – it's, it's so close right now. Any of those teams could bump the others. So, yeah, it's – tight race there in the NL. A lot tighter in the NL wild card than it is the AL wild card. Yeah, because there's more teams that have a chance to make the playoffs. Yep. Um, in the NL and the AL. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, tight. Coming, yeah, tight race coming down to the end. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that although I kind of dumped on Travis Hunter there a little bit with the draws with the comparisons, I do want to say that uh, Dion's son, Shooter Sanders, definitely came out and he he had a great game. They didn't really have a running game. 
Um, he ended up passing for 510 yards. That's that's pretty impressive uh, for Division One. I. I don't care who you're playing. Um, that is pretty impressive. I, I definitely got to take my hat off to Deion Sun. Um, Deion Sun deserves all the praise that they're heaping on him right now. Uh, just because he's that that's that is impressive on a Division One level to to light it up like that. Yeah, that is pretty impressive for a team who was one in eleven last year. Yep. Yeah, five hundred ten yards and five touchdown passes. Yeah. School record. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, I know that you asked if we could do our predictions for the NFL right before the season starts this weekend, so I wanted to do that here with you. Let's, uh, I'll start, and I'll tell you what, we'll do the AFC first. I'll go through and give my prediction, predictions for the AFC, then let you give yours, and then we'll do the NFC, all right? Okay. So... I'm going to start with AFC East, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots. So, I know the Jets have made some moves, but I'm not sold on Aaron Rodgers yet. Um, I He's older now. I'm not sure how he's going to fit in in that Jets offense. Uh, he's, he's, he's just like Tom Brady. Uh, he's getting old and yeah, I. For for me, the Bills are going to win that. until somebody proves different. I think the Bills win that division. I think the Patriots will have a better year this year, but I think the Bills win that division. I don't. I don't think there's any question the Bills are the best team in that division right now. AFC North, you got Steelers, Browns, Ravens, and Bengals. This is a hard one because I think the Ravens have made some moves that could. Really set changed. Lamar up yep, for success. The only thing that's questionable for them, I think, is their secondary because they lost some pretty important players out of that secondary, and the only proven player they have right now is uh, Marlon Humphrey. Kyle Hamilton will be in his second year as a uh, uh, strong safety, but uh, I think the secondary could be a weakness for them, but I think they're going to be a tough. As long as they stay healthy, they'll be a tough out. Uh, Bengals and Steelers both. I think look pretty good. If I had to take a pick, I'm going to go with though Joe Money, Joe Burrow, and the Bengals. I think they win the AFC North again. But I do think the Ravens give them a run for their money. The Ravens could end up winning the AFC North, but right now I'm going with the Bengals. What do you think? Um, For me, the AFC East, I think the Bills are going to win that. Okay. Um, the Jets have made some moves for Garrett Wilson, that mm-hmm. offense. Um, but I don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to fit in that Jets offense right there. Um, um, they got Dalvin Cook. I did see that was a good pick for them. But my, my thing with Dalvin Cook is his injury history. Yeah, He's got to stay healthy. He's played one full season. Since he's been in the league, so that's tough. Um, that's really tough, and he plays at a at a position where injuries are extremely common as a running back, right? Yeah. So uh, that's tough for me. He's he's got to prove that he can stay healthy more than one season. That's another reason why I'm kind of on the fence yes. with the Jets. I, I, Bills are still yes. my team, but go ahead. Well, AFC North. Kind of the reason why the Vikings released him because of his health. They just can't deal with his health anymore. It's 
Yep. Um, you have AFC North. It's a tight race here between the Ravens and the Bengals. There is some talk about the Steelers, but I'm not sold on the Steelers yet. I'm I'm, I'm not sold on them yet. I think the Ravens just slightly win this to maybe tie with the Bengals, but I think the Ravens slightly win the division uh, here because of the offseason moves they made, but uh, it's probably going to be a tight race down in the AFC North because Deshaun Watson, it depends if Deshaun Watson is kind of, it kind of depends if he's, uh, he's beyond his MVP form like he was with Houston. I don't know if he ever had MVP form, but... Well, not really, but... I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish your... <laughs> well, not really, but... Um, uh, so, who do you, who do you think, think's coming out of the AFC North? Who's I your pick? Th- I think it's probably the Ravens right now. Oh, okay. We're th- going out on the limb there with the Ravens. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think... I like it. All right, let's go to the AFC South. So we got the Jaguars, the Titans, Texans, and the Colts. If I had to make my pick, just based off of the way everything looks, I'm going with Jaguars. And uh, Trevor Lawrence and that team, they've I think they've surrounded him with a good team. They've got a good coaching staff down there. I think the Jaguars win the AFC South. Titans are iffy, but I'm not sure about them. Texans, eh. And the Colts, uh or I just don't think the I think the Colts are going to be at the bottom of that division again. Jaguars would be my pick to win the AFC South. The AFC West, it's no surprise I'm picking the Chiefs. They're defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, they return a lot of their players, so I their Chiefs are my pick to win the AFC West. Okay, uh, for me the AFC South, it's going to be a little tough because. Of the Titans um, surrounding Ryan Tannehill with better wide receivers, they got DeAndre Hopkins, but it depends on DeAndre Hopkins' health as well. Okay. Um, I do think that the Jaguars are going to win this division once again. Um, I do agree with you. They do have a good coaching staff and. Uh, they have surrounded Trevor Lawrence with uh, wide receivers, players that he can um, that he can throw to. You, can, you tra- could tell the offense was built better for him last year than it was the year before. Yeah. Um, yeah, Travis Etienne as running back, so I won't mm-hmm. put all the pressure on Trevor Lawrence for him to throw a lot. He can just hand it off to his Clemson buddy. <laughs> Clemson buddy. All right. Um. And the AFC West, oh, this is uh, this is a little tough right here because the Chiefs' wide receivers are. Uh, eh. It doesn't matter. It's Patrick Mahomes. I'm, he well, he, he well, could he, he could make me look like a All Pro wide receiver with the way that he throws the ball. So. Uh, and, uh, I think the Chiefs probably win this division right here. Um. Patrick Mahomes, he's he's talented. He can run, he can throw. Um, he has a good tight end, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the Chiefs are worthy of winning the AFC West. 
Okay. Okay. Let's go to the NFC East, the Washington Commanders, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. I know the Cowboys made a couple of different uh, moves uh, the Giants have, but I'll be honest, I'm still going with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I think they win the NFC East. The Cowboys could give them some trouble. I don't think the Giants are there yet. So my yeah. pick would be the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. What do, what do you think? For me in the NFC East, um, I think that the Eagles are worthy of winning this once again. Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts and yeah. Jalen Hurts has been surrounded with great wide receivers last season. He was surrounded. They have a they have a great coach, great coaching staff, and uh, this year. I think they can win the NFC East. I don't think the Cowboys are there yet. Um, maybe, but... Maybe I, if they let Trey Lance start, they will be. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <Yeah>. go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. I think the Eagles will probably win the NFC East, like they did last year. Okay. Right, let's go to the NFC North. The Packers, the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings. So, my pick is the Vikings or the Lions. I'm torn on this one because I think the Vikings still have what it takes to win that division. But I think, finally, uh, the Lions showed market improvement last year. And I think that uh, they finally got a coaching staff that the players have bought into. And I think the draft picks they've had for the last, like, 15 years finally paid off. And they've stocked a lot of good players and young kids in there who are really showing out, and I think the Lions could be a surprise team this year. I, th I think they could win the NFC North. I'm still out on the Bears because i got to see Justin Fields be able to uh, – I think I've said this before. He's got to show me that he can make the plays with his arm and not just his legs. Until he can do that, uh, Bears are at the bottom of the pack. Packers and Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love's got to show me that he's going to be a comparable replacement for Rodgers. Um, he may be. He may end up being a great replacement, and the Packers may end up winning that division. Right now, for me, I, I'm kind of on the fence between the Lions and the Vikings. What do you think? Uh, for me, I think we're going to win the NFC North would be the Lions right now. Um, I think the Vikings might still have what it takes, but um, it depends. Mm -hmm. It depends if uh, it depends on Connor Kirk Cousins right now. He's uh, right now for me, he's probably be on the hot seat. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Lions can win this because the moves that they made this offseason were great. They have a good defense out there. They have an okay defense. The defense is good. Um, they have good offense right there with Juju Smith. No, not Juju. Uh, Amon Ross State Brown. Oh, yeah. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, yep. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I think that 
I think that Jared Goff can really. Uh, I I think Jared Goff will probably be able to pass to uh, Amon Ra State Brown more. I think they'll have a better defense with Aiden Hutchinson entering his second season in the NFL. He had a great rookie season. Yeah, he should have won. Uh, decent. He was robbed. He should have won Defensive Player of the Year. He actually had more interceptions than the DB who won it. So I'm I'm not impressed by that pick. He should have won it. But go ahead. Uh, so let's go over to the NFC South. Nobody's going to win this division. <laughs> I think it's going to be the worst division in football this year. Uh, I'm a Panthers fan saying that. So if I had to take a pick, I would say probably the Saints. The Falcons possibly. But for me, I think the Saints will turn out to be the best team in that division this year. I just, the Panthers are, they they were rebuilding the whole Matt Rule tenure, and I think that Frank Reich takes over a team that's just he's. They plug some holes, but they didn't plug them all. Like it's hard to plug all the holes in one, you know, one season. One off um, season. Yeah, I think that they'll get better under Frank Reich, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take a season or two. So we'll see what happens. But that's just my my take. I, I think this the Saints win that division. What do you think? Um. I do think the Saints won that division and Derek Carr's debut against the Kansas City Chiefs. He was really good. You no, know, he, he he was really good in that game. It's. That, oh, you're talking preseason. Yeah, preseason. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, no, he did really good in that game. He's he showed that he deserved to go to New Orleans. Uh. Um. No, he's he's he just like rebuilded um himself in that game. He uh no, he was great in that game. He he showed that he's not gonna be that that, that he's gonna be the better player that he was uh that he should have been at the Las Vegas Raiders, but I don't think the Raiders uh, surrounded him with much. Um, but I do think that the Saints will win this division. Um, I wish the Panthers could, but I think the Panthers might get second. Might, but <laughs> that'd be great. I'd take that. I mean, it's. Come on, it's, I'm pretty sure they came in dead last last year, <laughs> so I would take second. Uh, yeah, they 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 were second last year. Were they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Seven to ten. Uh, um, <clears throat> they must have made a run. Yeah, they did make a run at the end, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, I really do think that that it's 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 a tough race right there with the Panthers and Falcons. It's a tough race. Tough race to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Well, yes, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the NFC West. So uh, I may surprise you with my pick here. Probably not. My pick is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Cardinals. I don't. They're kind of iffy. I know they got some good players, but I don't know. I know Kyler Murray's hurt, so I think he's going to miss the first 
week or two. Seahawks are good, but I think the Niners' defense is stacked, and I think Brock Purdy showed that he's very good at uh, managing a game and protecting the ball and not turning it over, and I think that's a good sign for him, and I think he'll be just fine uh, again as a – 49er. I know the 49ers won seven. They rotted off seven straight wins with him as a quarterback. So until he got hurt. So uh, I think the 49ers win that division with the Seahawks a close second right behind them. Now, what do you think? Um, I think the 49ers can win this division like last year. Obviously. Um, I the Cardinals are right now a little. A little iffy because of the Kyler Murray situation and how he's. I mean, it, it depends on Kyler Murray's health. But so far, he's he hasn't been able to play um, many games. But I think the 49ers can win this division right here. Um, I think I think Brock Purdy might have a good year, but mm-hmm. um, I mean. He, uh, he didn't. Uh, you know, he only played seven games starting mm-hmm. for his UCL injury on his elbow. Uh-huh. Elbow. Um, I do think that the 49ers will win that division. I think the Seahawks will probably come in second. Uh, I mean, Seahawks have potential to win it. I just that. That 49ers defense is devastating. Like it's it's good. They're stacked across the board. I, I oh, think yeah. that's I think that'll be the difference yeah, that's um, be. between them and the other teams in that division. I, I think it's going to be their defense. Oh yeah, that's going to be their defense. The 49ers defense is stacked. I mean, the other thing that helps Brock Purdy is he has don't forget Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, two very and, very and George Kittle in George Kittle. But let's let's put George Kittle aside for a minute. You know he's a tight end. You have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, who both can play running back or wide receiver. So you have two multi-dimensional players that at your disposal that you can toss the ball to, and they can take nothing. They can take something that's nothing and make it into something, right? Yep. So both of them are big-time playmakers, and I think that bodes well for whoever is at the 49ers quarterback position, whether it's Brock Purdy or somebody else. Like you, anytime you have those two type of players to throw, throw to, and then you add in George Kittle as one of the best tight ends in the league, you know, you're you're in good hands, right? You All you got to do yeah. is protect the ball, get it to one of those three players, and, you know, you're, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for today's show. We thank you for listening. Please hit subscribe. Uh, you listen to podcasts. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, iPods, uh, Apple Podcasts, or uh, several different platforms. You can also find us on uh, Facebook and YouTube. So please subscribe to any one of those. We thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you come back.